this is the tabla and this is the bayan. So the tabla is all about male and female relationship. Um, well, my teacher should probably explain all this much better than me. But for every tala, for every sequence, you always have a male and female part. Um, it's actually very mathematical. You always have to kind of balance them out. Um, I don't think it's dumb, but we can try. So the female is very high. This is ta. Well, it needs a bit of warming up, but you have this very nice metallic resonance. And the bayan is more bass. From the city of Amsterdam, you're listening to Antennas to Heaven. I'm Daniel Garcia. Today's episode is A Heart in Tune with Doron Hirsch. It was Independence Day. Uh probably 1998 and there was a organization in Jerusalem called 100 meters underground and I think they were the pioneers of rave techno raves maybe in Israel probably and these were a few guys that just went to to London and brought back some techno records and decided they're gonna start and it became this crazy movement. I mean, it wasn't very regular, but when the mood just uh, happened, they did a business card with a phone number and you would call and usually there was nothing on this answering machine, but when there was a party, then they would tell you the location and place and uh, it was still a landline, it wasn't even a cell phone. Huh? Um, so anyway, they had a party in the Independence Day. It was in an abandoned parking lot. So I think basically three or four different DJs, each one on a different floor of the parking lot. And yeah, that was, uh, wow, that blew me away. I mean, it was like, this is the best thing ever. I don't think I just maybe one of the most memorable party experiences I ever had. Um, funny enough, I started going to university as well that year or the next year. And I found out that one of the organizers of this, to call it a movement or these parties, is is uh, also in the university. And um, yeah, we became very close friends. And I basically said, yeah, I want to to join, helping uh, organizing the parties. I was a lot younger than most of them. They were already well because I didn't do the army 
I was anyway the youngest in university for sure because I was yeah 18, 19, and all the other students were 25, 26. So I was already a baby in the university, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, uh, we became very close. And so I was in the beginning. I wasn't really part part of this group, but very slowly and gradually. Um, was allowed to take a bigger role in this uh, and already from the beginning I was uh, attracted to doing the the lights or the light design I was not very good with sound I never wanted to be a DJ or something like that I mean it did attract me a bit but somehow the visual aspect of the of the party was more more interesting for me also in theater I like doing the light design so it kind of felt a natural place. Parties had some something to uh, rebel in a way, but I cannot tell you it's a rebellion against what. It's not a rebellion. Maybe each personal. It's very personal to each person why they need to or why they enjoy this. Um, for me, it was just an amazing experience to be, be part of something bigger and uh, I was very anti-establishment. Um, uh, I think in Israel because of the whole very tense situation and existential situation that people are are living in there, they need to have some kind of way to, to break the tension. I think that's why Israel was very popular with of these kind of movements, even if it's trance or techno or yeah, this also the age where you're interested in this is exactly probably post army or post high school where you have this freedom all of a sudden to actually do what you want and if you think about it, Israel is strange. Most people are not free to do what they want until they're like twenty three. You know, you, you leave the army very late or but of course, because he didn't do that, I always was, well, beginning with not doing the army in Israel, you're already an outsider. Uh, you're always going to be treated a bit, um, I wouldn't say as bad as a second-class citizen, but yeah, you put yourself in this group of, of, of outsiders. So um, it's not as easy finding a job. Because the first question they ask you after your name and age is what did you do in the army? And even if you have a good reason why you didn't do the army, it's like the glue that sticks everybody together. So if you choose not to do the army, um, yeah, you're basically saying I'm not part of this glue and uh, yeah, it, it has repercussions. And I don't think I ever was 
well, probably yes, but I don't remember any time where I was confronted with this, uh, why didn't you do the army question when you're in this, in this scene. So, hmm. Of course, that is partly why I was feeling at home there, that uh, we're going against the system and army is pretty much the system, so yeah. It wasn't a dilemma. I left when I came to study here. I, I I wanted that very much. I wanted to leave. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a very strong choice. Of course, also because I was separating from my partner at the time. She was Israeli. That was really like the the cutting the cord, because I was still, we had this idea of having a long, long distance relationship, but it failed miserably really quickly. So um, once I met Yosta and it was kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this. It's not just a nice idea. It's really, it's for real. And mm, was exciting of course but also of course it's mixed with uh, a lot of I don't know if sadness but yeah it's not easy to do this step well, we were both breaking up or finishing our relationship with, with our previous partner um, it was a very strong meeting and I originally met her, or originally the idea when I met her was that I wanted her to, to, to perform in one of the projects I was doing. Um, but I, yeah, very quickly, well, I fell in love with her very, the first time we, we basically worked together. It was, yeah. Um, and then I had to go to Israel. Just after two, three weeks after I met her and before I left, I made her also uh, a compilation. And of course, this was one of the of the songs I put on there. So yeah, I think that's uh, for sure connected to that as well. So yeah. Let's
Platz und Strand finden unter dem Pflaster der Revolution. La terre the lyrics or Jenny but for me the the song itself was just yeah I would even say it made me cry and uh, the first time I heard it so it's like this very it's got this very mix of melancholy and hope at the same time it's very sad and happy at the same time it's very accepting something is over well also kind of having this know, hope is maybe the best word for here for it's it empowers you it's not like it's only sad well, the song is called Genoa and it's about the proposal to basically to go run away to Genoa basically is a, is a kind of let's forget everything and and go to Genoa it's like yeah it's like this fantasy or dream of a couple to to leave everything and just go and chase their dreams yeah. if you say something like the revolution has just begun and basically it's a new start is a whole white page there's But I think only after, after 
like only when I came to the Netherlands, um, I started really to listen to it on a more regular basis or like a lot. And actually for me, it symbolizes mostly my, my leaving Israel or my coming to Netherlands. Um, maybe this transition from saying goodbye to my, my home country or adapting to, to this new, new place I am now. Ik heet Marleen. Hi everybody, I'm Marleen. Hallo, ik heet Marleen. Leuk je te ontmoeten. Hi, I'm Marleen. Nice to meet you. In this series, we're going to learn basic Dutch expressions. It's super easy and it only takes three minutes. In this lesson, you're going to learn how to introduce yourself in Dutch. We'll start speaking right away, but first it's important to clarify that in Dutch, there's a difference between the formal and the informal language. I wasn't sure I want to stay in the Netherlands, but I know for sure I don't want to to go back to Israel in the near future at all. So I don't know if it was more like, okay, I'm settling in the Netherlands, or it was more like, okay, I'm definitely going through with this step of, of, of leaving Israel. And um, I also wanted to go to a place where my identity is... Okay, I'm not one of them, but I'm funny enough more accepted here for my choices than, than in Israel, as part as society accepts who I am. Uh, of course, I miss a bit more communication sometimes, or a bit more community feeling, but on the long run, uh, I think I prefer this. You stay here, I stay there, as long as we're not bothering each other or happy than having this very confrontational society, which of course also has its beautiful sides, but on the long run, I'm, I choose this side, which is maybe sad, but that's the truth. So. And if I'm honest, until today, my closest friends are, are still there. So I can analyze this forever, why is it for all cultures that the friends you know when you were younger are the ones that you always are the closest to? Or is it the culture there that you have stronger ties to? It's probably a mix of all these factors. There's not one one answer to this. But um, And even now that I'm a father, I sometimes have these thoughts. Do I want to give my kid few years in Israel or so of course I have family there um, so language culture all these layers that you yeah, of course a place determines so there was a period where I was sick very sick actually and those had to do with uh, cardiovascular issues I have and maybe poetically also to do with my heart and I think my attraction to percussion during that time was even higher maybe <laughs> symbolically to <laughs> get my heart uh, back in tune I don't know if that's true but uh, I had more time and 
I had the little wooden drum which I played a lot and I really wanted to to take it to a higher level um, so I found a tabla teacher and I bought tablas and uh, yeah I started studying as a kid I I really wanted to play the drums and my parents never agreed to buy me a whole set and then I started studying theater in high school so I sort of kind of shifted towards theater and kind of gave it up but something in my um, I don't know my my love for drumming is still was always still there um, so yeah I don't know <laughs> almost 20 years later I really felt yeah I want to to go back to to drumming and to percussion and I always loved the sound of tabla I think somehow it's very magical
You've been listening to Antenas to Heaven, produced and edited by Daniel Garcia. The song Genoa was by Gustav, and the Indian tabla song was by Anindo Chatterjee. The Dutch lesson is from DutchPod 101. I think I was a good student with them, so I hope they forgive me. Thanks for listening.